Ephraim Meyer is a professor emeritus of modern Jewish philosophy at Bar Ilan University, Israel. He's the Levinas Guest Professor for Jewish Dialogue Studies and Interreligious Theology at the Academy of World Religions, University of Hamburg, and president of the International Rosenzweig Society. He holds an MA in Sciences of Religion and an MA in Biblical Philology, as well as a PhD in Theology from Leuven University in Belgium. And since 1983, he's lived with his family in Israel. Professor Meyer is a specialist in modern and contemporary Jewish philosophy with a focus on Jewish dialogical philosophy. And in his work at CTI, he sought to bring that study of Jewish dialogical philosophy into the realm of religious violence and religious dialogue. And in what follows, I talk with him about that work. Ephraim, tell me a bit about your project here at CTI that you've been working on. Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Josh. Mm, I'm focusing in my research on uh, the violence within religion, meaning um, I'm concentrate, I concentrated upon the significance of uh, belonging and the problematics of belonging, and also um, I'm fo focusing upon this uh, absolute truth claims. And I'm trying to... Um, give a remedy or a therapy um, uh, of these problems by using dialogical philosophy and interreligious theology. So you're a philosopher and a theologian, or how would you identify? Um, I'm a, a, a specialized in Jewish uh, dialogical philosophy and interreligious theology. And how did you get interested in that topic? Um, first of all, um, in uh, dialogical, Jewish dialogical uh, philosophy, I found a kind of approach to the eye, which is a relational eye, and that very much fascinates me, because belonging is always belonging to a certain group, but it's also belonging to the entire world. So we are related to a specific group, but also related to the entire world. And the problems lie where um, you have a belonging to a particular group which is not a belonging to the uh, entire world or a belonging to a specific group which is in contrast to a belonging to a, uh, not belonging to other groups. Meaning there are people who are saying I'm belonging to this group and I'm replacing another group. This is a supersessionist move. Or one says uh, I'm dreaming of an eschatological uh, moment where the religious other becomes the same. So I'm countering these problems of belonging by thinking about a dialogical, a dialogical I, a belonging that is at the same time uh, particular and universal, meaning um, taking into account the specificity and the bridging and communication on the other hand. So I'm working with this special term of trans-difference, in which I say there are differences between the religions, but in a way they are also related. They are, they are, there is the possibility of communicating or, and of translating because we are living in one world. So that's the way I'm coping with problematic use of the word um, belonging, because belonging is an ambiguous uh, word. I'm problematizing the word belonging and trying to uh, to give some uh, 
uh, redemption, <laughs> if you want, um, by using uh, thoughts uh, of uh, dialogical uh, philosophy. The main um, uh, protagonists of this philosophy, of this dialogical philosophy, are Jewish dialogical philosophers. In my uh, uh, work, meaning it's Buber, Rosenzweig, uh, Levinas, Heschel, these are my great, uh, um, the great scholars I'm, I'm working with. One of our scholars the other day uh, in a conversation mentioned that increasingly in our world we have people who are from somewhere or people who are from nowhere. Uh, this sense that there's people who are located in a certain place and then other and then another group of people who are kind of moving between places and, and have no kind of uh, locality that they find in a, a community in. And mm -hmm. we, it, you might say we have a kind of crisis of belonging. I, I don't know what you would say to that. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm reflecting here on the copula uh, end. Uh, uh, the word end fascinates me because it uh, at the one uh, on the one side it's it is. Uh, separating it's um, um, there are two elements which are linked uh, two different elements so there is a difference but the copula end is not only uh, disjunctive it's also conjunctive meaning it brings things together so if you have only an embedment in one situation then you easily forget belonging to the entire world but if you are nowhere meaning in all the places then the question is uh, have you also a specific point of view we all have specific point of views and that's the way we are looking to the world but uh, because the, the world is big, we need also the uh, specific viewpoints of, uh, of others in order to have a more general um, view of the world. And the same thing is uh, true for God. Meaning if you are thinking about a higher reality, then within your own tradition you have a certain perception of the higher reality. But on the other hand, uh, the, this perception is not enough because there are other perceptions. So you need to know other perceptions in order to have a more global uh, uh, picture of, uh, uh, of the higher reality. And one always must take into account that the higher reality is not a perception of the higher reality. In other words, uh, if you confound religion and God, you are in idolatry. So in a way, uh, the transcendence, the transcendence, the, num the numinous uh, uh, reality is uh, elevated. Uh, it's uh, beyond our perceptions. And that's why I really love also the um, apophantic uh, tradition in which one says, um, you find it a little bit in, in all the religions, uh, in which one says uh, that uh, you have to make the dichotomy, the, the discrepancy between um, what is in the reality and what you perceive of the reality. So um, you have the f uh, phenomenal perception and the noumenon, which is beyond this phenomenal uh, perception of it. So, for instance, in Maimonides, you have uh, the Rambam in the Middle Ages, a Jewish philosopher, you have this negative uh, theology that we have only uh, uh, attributes uh, uh, of God, that one says God is good, you cannot say that, but God is not not good, that's what you can say. Um, uh, so God is, but it, he is not the way we are, so one has to hmm. always see this discrepancy. You have the same uh, kind of uh, talk uh, in um, uh, Pseudo Dionysius or 
uh, when uh, Muslims are saying Allah Akbar, God is greater, or in the uh, Hindu tradition where you have this uh, neti neti, it's not this, not that, when you are talking about uh, Brahman. So you see in all the religions uh, you have this higher reality, call it um, uh, the name in Jewish tradition, call it uh, Allah or the Trinity or Nirvana Tao. or Tao, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, or Brahman or uh, Vishnu, it doesn't matter, the higher mm. reality um, is uh, uh, beyond our um, uh, perception. Um, uh, and this uh, this is a, a good uh, therapy against the absolute truth claims. Mm. Because if one uh, puts himself within uh, uh, this uh, tradition, this apophantic tradition, uh, one goes uh, against the absolute uh, truth claims. You cannot say, I have the truth uh, exclusively, the others don't. And if you are more an inclusivist, I have the truth, others partial truth, but I have the old truth. If you are a, par a pluralist, you say, okay, let us be liberal. We have all uh, a little bit of truth. But if you are in inter-religious uh, theology, you say all these um, um, religions are uh, linked in a way because by their interaction, you see how much we are linked all to this uh, um, high reality which is reflected um, in very different uh, perceptions. So John Hick, one of the pioneers of the uh, interreligious theology, said that you have the heliocentric, uh, uh, Cop the Copernican <laughs> revolution of the heliocentric thought, which is um, a quite different thinking than the geocentric uh, thought. So in the same uh, way, um, one has to uh, to see the uh, the limit of one's own perception and coming from a self-centeredness to a god-centeredness, from a religion-centeredness to a god-centeredness, which is quite a Copernican revolution in thought. That's why interreligious theology is so important. The main question we've been looking at during this year is this topic of religion and violence. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that. You know, it's a common idea that in our world today, religion causes violence and that religion is one of the main reasons why, why we live in a violent world. What, what would you say to that? And what, what is your response for religions and for the broader society? I would say that uh, there are people who are thinking that religions are good and people are bad. I think it's not a good idea <laughs> because uh, I see in religions good things and bad things. Uh, religions have a generous face, they are ambiguous, they, uh, once they are contributing to civilization and once they are destroying it. So it is a, an enormous energy which is there. Um, uh, 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 but um, uh, it can be used for um, uh, uh, really inhuman purposes. So I would say the kernel of uh, all religions, uh, in a way, is that um, one can have um, uh, idea, uh, ideas uh, about um, um, about the, the the goodness of the human being, our interrelatedness, the fact that. Um, 
uh, in the relationship between the I and the you, and it, uh, the I cannot be I without the you, and that is an, in that sense there is an otherness within the I, and so we are all linked. This kind of uh, thoughts that bring also uh, and deeds that bring. Um, uh, mercy and compassion and love uh, between the human beings that is that is the good side of of the religions and we are, we are in in dire need to develop uh, these things so i see for instance in the perception of Buber, where you have this kind of uh, thinking about religiosity as the link with the uh, eternal thou but this has no sense without the relationship with the human thou. So the the relationship with the human thou is, so to say, the window to the relationship with the eternal thou. So if you are present, and now the, the terminology of Buber, if you are present to the other human being, is real present also, <laughs> and you are present to the other human being, then so to say, uh, God becomes present. So the presence of God is eternal. My presence is sometimes not, uh, not, I'm not entirely present, but you can make me present and I can you make you present if you are not present. But the making the other human being present brings into perspective the eternal presence of God. This way of thinking about religiosity as a presence uh, in the Buberian thinking, um, goes in the direction of um, linking uh, religion and world. I think religions must have a function in the world. If they do not have a function in the world, why do we need it? So uh, I'm trying to overcome the, the, the divide um, between religion and uh, secular by uh, thinking, for instance, in Levinasian terminology. He defines religion as the relationship between the self and the other without totality. So the other is transcendent to me, and uh, from his difference lies in the fact that he that his uh, ethical call coming from his face or her face uh, is infinite. This infinite infinity breaches my totality, and exactly that moment is the religious moment. So we, we can think philosophically about religion and, and say that it has to do with the relationship with the self and the other way, and with an ethical move of the I towards the other. So that the I is an I, uh, I am here for you. In Hebrew they say, Hineni, uh, I am here for you. It's the word which is used by Abraham when he is uh, uh, talking with God, and he says, here I am, Hineni, I'm here. So this is the definition of the I, if you want. It's the Hineni, it's the here I am, here I am for you, that's the I in the relation. And the mm -hmm. I in the relation is the religious I. So in a way, this kind of Hebrew humanism, you could say, is translatable in a universal language. So again, there is no contradiction at all between the uh, philosophical universal language and then uh, uh, this uh, particular uh, way of, uh, uh, let us say, belonging to the other, of relating to the other. And each tradition has, of course, its, way, its, own, its own way of relating to others. But 
the the very fact that one that one can say in the in Hebrew thinking, in Jewish thinking, that uh, uh, that God is one implies that you also uh, think about the unity of mankind. So without thinking about a relationship with other human beings, it would be nonsensical to talk about the relatedness with with high realities. Ephraim Mir, it's been great to talk to you on the podcast and to have you here. Thanks a lot. To learn more about CTI, visit our website at ctinquiry.org and follow our pages on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a review.